and my sinful nature directs me. And if you're anything like me, there is a battle. And Paul goes on about that. But the question I've got to ask is how do we actually do that? How do we actually hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? If He is to guide us, how do we hear Him guiding us? This week we're starting a a mini-series three weeks on the Holy Spirit and listening to the Spirit and and what it means to follow the Holy Spirit. For so many of us, it can seem like we talk with God. No, 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 that's not even right. It can seem like we talk at God and God never answers. Or maybe we see events unfolding and we, we interpret that as an answer from God, but what about an answer? Does God actually communicate? I mean, you read through the Bible, and it's God said this, and then that person said that, and then God said this, and then people having conversations with God. Does God still have conversations with us? Now, I know that there are some people here who nod their heads and go, of course, I talk with him the whole time. For other people, though, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, we're told that the, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. But you know, the interesting thing is that this is in the context of religious activity. This is in the context of people coming to celebrate God, to, to offer sacrifices. And yet, all these people who are serving God and relating to God. Well, they're not really relating. They're just going to God. But but the word of the Lord was rare. Visions were were also uncommon, we're told. You see, it's, it's possible to do a great deal for God and not to have that rich personal relationship. It's by communicating with someone that we really get to know them. I've got a friend who's married to an Egyptian lady and they were kind of put together. Their families kind of said, you know, maybe you two would make a good match. And they weren't too keen, if I remember correctly, at first. And then they actually spent some time getting to know each other and they are now married. Obviously, they found that they liked each other. But the thing is, If you don't communicate, you don't get to know what a person is really like. Isn't that the case? If you haven't talked with someone, you talking to them and them talking to you, you don't really know them and do they really know you? So the word of the Lord was rare in Samuel's day. But shouldn't it be different for us today? We live in the age of the Spirit. We live in the age where Jesus said, uh, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's with us. We live in the age of prophecy fulfilled. On the day of Pentecost, Peter said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all people, says God. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. 
And Peter was saying, these days have started now at Pentecost. Shouldn't things be different? And what about what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27? Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. What does God's voice sound like? It's a mystery we don't hear, we say. And yet, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. How come God would speak to people in the past, and now things are so different, He's given us His Holy Spirit to live in us, and we can sit back and say, well, we don't actually hear God speaking. My challenge today to us is that the word of the Lord should be common, not rare. Because God lives with us. And God, by the way, is not a silent partner. God is the God who loves us. And if you love someone, what do you do? You talk. You talk. Tell you what, if I stopped talking to Taryn, she'd pretty much quickly start thinking I don't love her. If, if, if our relationship with God is in any way personal, we have to at least be open to the idea that God at times can speak directly to us. John Ortberg, one of my favorite authors, quotes a play where he says, Why is it that when we talk to God, people say we're praying? But... When God speaks to us, we're said to be schizophrenic. Are we so convinced that God doesn't actually speak? 1 Samuel chapter 3 tells of of this young lad getting to know God personally. We, We find him sleeping near the ark of the Lord in the early hours of the morning when he's woken by this voice. Uh, As an aside, we're not told whether this voice was uh, in his head or whether this voice was actually, you know, vibrating the molecules in the air. Um, I don't think it matters. I suspect that God was speaking directly to Samuel's mind because nobody else heard. And uh, because in verse 15, we're told that Samuel had a vision that night. Um, Samuel's very quick to answer. Verse 4 of chapter 3, he He runs off to Eli, but, you know, he's quick to answer, but he totally misses what is happening. Somebody's called me. I know someone's called me, but who else could it be than than Eli? He must have been rather confused when he went back to bed the first time, the second time, the third time. Had he just imagined someone calling him? Was it all just a dream? Because it seemed real. You know... For me, one of the most interesting verses in 1 Samuel chapter 3 is verse 7, where we're told that Samuel did not yet know the Lord personally. He didn't yet know the Lord. He was a priest in training. He was probably a teenager. Big what? Gap year. I'm sorry, I'm going deaf, I think. Once more, Val. You can tell a teenager three times you don't really get it. That's true. That's so true. You know, the other problem is Eli didn't get it either. (laughs) And he was old. (laughs) You see, 
in some ways we are just like Samuel, aren't we? Even though most of us here are not teenagers. He must have been so confused. What is this voice? He had, he had no experience by which to know this is God speaking. Because he didn't know God. He did a lot for God, but he didn't know God. He assumed it was somebody else's voice. And I can't help but wonder how many of us have experienced God's voice without realizing it. And maybe we've been left confused. Maybe we've been left thinking, well, obviously God is not as much for me as he is for that person. We went to the machine gun preacher the other day. It was fantastic. That guy has God giving him directions on where to dig wells. And I bet a lot of people sitting in that audience that evening were going, well, I wish God would speak to me a little bit more. And I can't help but wonder how many Christians play act in the end. It shouldn't be. Let's talk about communication. I am transferring my thoughts into your brains. You're laughing. I'm transferring my thoughts into your brains. I'm doing it right now. Can I have an amen? <laughs> my thoughts are in your brain right now. Do you know why? Because I'm talking to you. My talking to you, um, um, my brain is taking my thoughts, translating them into my glottis and whatever, I don't know the biology, but it's making my vocal cords vibrate and my tongue move and the air is vibrating, 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 vibrating. It's hitting your ear. I'm not sticking my finger in your ear. It's going into your ear. It's making your ear hairs vibrate, which is causing an electrical stimulus, which is going into your brain. And all of a sudden you have thoughts in your brain that only exist because I've said something. I am changing your thoughts. My thoughts are in your brain. And you might be disagreeing with me. You might be sitting there going, this guy's mad. But my thoughts are affecting how you are thinking. You probably don't have any trouble. Does anyone here have trouble telling my thoughts apart from your thoughts? Anyone here struggle? Is, did Nick say that or did I imagine that? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes if, sometimes if you're tired, maybe. But you know what? Most of the time you can tell when I'm talking to you apart from when you're talking to you in your head. That's because I'm human. I have to use these indirect means and you've got an external input into your brain from outside and you know, hey, I heard something, therefore it must be Nicholas talking, it's not me imagining it. I'm no psychologist, speak to a professional, but, but I'm pretty sure you are pretty good at knowing my thoughts from your thoughts. Usually because you're sitting there going, do I agree with that or not? See, the thing is, I have to use air molecules moving to get my thoughts into your brain. Because I'm finite. If I had, if I was infinite, if I had unlimited power, if I was God, those limitations don't exist. See, God can, can work our, his thoughts in our thoughts directly. God can and does directly affect our thoughts. 
if we take it seriously that God is God and that God has said that he is with us and that the Holy Spirit lives in us. That shouldn't surprise us. God can and does directly, deter, directly affect our thinking. Now, you probably spotted a little bit of a, a problem there is because one of the ways you can tell my thoughts apart from your thoughts is that you know that you heard me. If you take away you heard me, you go, well, was that me thinking that or was that someone directly affecting the way I'm thinking? Let me try and bring it down by quoting C.S. Lewis. He says, if your thoughts and your passions were directly present to me, like my own, without any mark of externality or otherness, how could I distinguish your thoughts from my thoughts? You may reply as a Christian that God and, and Satan do in fact affect my consciousness in this direct way without any signs of externality or otherness. Says C.S. Lewis, yes. And the result is that most people remain ignorant of the existence of both. C.S. Lewis saying most people remain ignorant of the existence of God speaking and maybe even Satan speaking because we confuse it with our own thoughts. The point is that God may be speaking to us and we are ignorant that it is his voice. Just like Samuel, who didn't know that it was God's voice that he was hearing. Samuel needed the help of Eli, a corrupt, aged priest. He needed his help to realize that it was God speaking. And that's just like us. Sometimes we need the help of someone else, hopefully not corrupt, don't mind if they're aged. Sometimes we need the help of someone else to discern God's voice. Someone we can say to you know, do you think God is saying this or am I just imagining it? What does Eli give to Samuel as advice? He says, just wait and talk with God. Just say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Talk. Isn't that great advice? I wonder if this is God talking to me or me talking to me. Well, why don't you just shut up for a bit and wait and say, okay, God, keep talking. I'm listening. On the third time, God, the fourth time God appears, Samuel has a full-on vision of God. My question is this. How can I tell if it's the Holy speaking or my imagination? You know, some people have... By experience, learn to recognize the difference. Some people have grown up in Christian circles where, where they've just learned to know, well, that, that's God speaking. Most of us here have grown up in more reformed circles where it's kind of like, I'm not sure if God's speaking. Maybe some of us have grown up in churches where, where we've been taught that God doesn't speak anymore which is sad, and if so, you're probably looking at me going, well, convince me. Many of us, it can be hard to discern God's voice. Do you know, I think God longs to chat 
I think God longs to chat. Are there any parents in the room? I assume that none of you talk to your kids. And that none of you want to talk to your kids. Of course you do. Because you love them. In the same way God loves us. He says we are his children. In fact, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, the heavens opened and the voice said, This is my son, listen to him. Sorry, that wasn't that is baptism, that was that is transfiguration. This is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him involves he is talking. Hearing God's voice is a skill that can be learned and it's a choice that can be made. In every moment of the day we can stop and silently literally say in our minds, God, I I don't have a clue. What do I do now? If I have a spare moment, I can stop and say, Lord, do you have anything that you want me to do? And then just pause for a few seconds and if you have this thought come out of nowhere in your mind, maybe take seriously that God might be actually saying something. And if nothing comes, you just go, great, thanks God, and you do what seems best to you. Again, you parents don't always micromanage your children. God's not into micromanaging us. He just wants to be with us. When we meet someone, we can shake their hands and as we're saying hello to them, we can in our minds be saying, God, would you have me say something to this person or, or what? See, it's an approach of every moment of the day saying, God, I want to actually hear you. Hearing God's voice involves listening and about being deliberate about that at each moment. And because, as we've said, God speaking to us directly to our thoughts, telling his voice from, from mine can take experience. Imagine, if you would, that you are reading the transcript of a telephone conversation between two people you've never met. Except they've taken out who said what. So it's just one long screed of writing. You probably will be able to tell every now and again, okay, I think this person stopped talking and that person started talking. Oh, and they've interrupted. Have they interrupted or is that still the same? Like it's difficult to tell apart. Now imagine that same scenario, but you are reading the transcript of two people that you know incredibly well. It's so much easier if you know the people to figure out, yeah, that's what they would say. It's the same when we're talking with God. What we need to do is we need to know ourselves. And that's something that we're not very good at. We, We tend to not want to know ourselves. We need to know ourselves well. And we need to know God well. Because if we're going to learn to discern when God is speaking, we need to learn when it's not us. And we need to learn the sort of things that, that God would say. 
Sometimes other people like Eli or Samuel can help us listen to God. But in the end, God lives with each of us. Have a listen to what the writer to the Hebrews says. He said, this is the new covenant, says God, that I will make with the people of Israel on that day. I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. In other words, they will know me. We are the people who can know God. And so if we are to discern when God is speaking, it takes a little bit of work because we need to be able to tell if it's me or if it's God. How do we tell that? We need to know my character and God's character. We need to know the sort of things that God would say, the sort of person that God is. Sometimes because we're confused, we can choose to ignore God's voice, maybe without even realizing it. We can go, oh, what a ridiculous thought I just had. If we feel a strange prompting to write a note or make a call or, or visit someone, act on it. Look, if it's in keeping with the character of Jesus, it's not going to hurt anyone if you didn't quite get God's voice in that point. But if it was God speaking to you, do you really want to go, well, because I wasn't 100% it was God's voice, I did nothing. We might get it wrong sometimes. We might not always discern rightly whether God is speaking, whether it is just our own imagination. Can I just have a show of hands here? Uh, Does anyone here know how to walk? Walk. And I imagine there was just a day when you decided growing up, yeah, I'm going to walk today, and you got up and you just walked, and, and you went for a run around the block. Of course not. Toddlers take a while to learn how to walk, and there's a lot of falling over. It's the same with this sort of thing, learning to discern God's voice. Sometimes we're going to get it wrong. And I don't think God's going up there going, well, yeah, didn't get it right that time. What matters is that we are trying to hear God speak. What matters is that we are spending our time and energy learning who God is so that when God speaks to us, we can actually hear and listen and enjoy His presence. And by the way, God doesn't just speak to give us instructions. Sometimes God speaks and says things of comfort or encouragement. Hold on, it's going to be okay. It's It's not the end. I know it's tough, but I've been there. Sometimes God whispers. One of the things that I hear quite often from God uh, when I need it is God just saying, I love you. Now, if you were an atheist, you might just go, well, wishful thinking. Yeah, wishful thinking. Of course it's wishful thinking. Do I wish that? Of course I wish it. But is it in keeping with what God is like? Yes. Is that the sort of thing that the God revealed in the Bible would say? Without a shadow of a doubt. God says all sorts of things. To learn to listen, we need to practice listening. And we need to be mindful about it. We need to spend time at Jesus' feet. 
We need to hear what he said. We need to get to know him because if we get to know his voice in what he has said, we will get to be able to pick his voice when he speaks to us. You know, we made the joke about schizophrenia earlier and I don't want to make jokes about serious mental conditions. But the fact is that all of us have a variety of voices in our heads. We have the voice of our own sinful nature. Satan can chime in every now and again. But we also have the Holy Spirit living with us, speaking the words of God and the the love of God and the person of God into our lives. One of the ways we can learn to hear God's voice and discern that it is His is to just spend time alone with God. To silence everything that distracts. To get away from every other human endeavor. To leave your phone somewhere away. And to just spend some time with God. Now, for some people, that'll be like, oh, that's heaven. For other people, after about three minutes, it'll be like, this is hell. I need some, something to sort of keep me going. I, I, I'm not an introvert. You know what? We've got to push through that phase because it's not about being alone. It's about being alone with God and quieting ourselves to hear Him. But the other way that we can learn to discern God's voice is, like I said, spending time at his feet, reading his word, listening to God's heart. You know, like, like Martha, we, we're often busy with the important bits of life, doing what needs to be done. And it's important, but it's not the most important thing in the world. So often we do what has to be done, what other people want us to do, and we neglect what is most important. As Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman called Martha welcomed him into her home. And her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus, she said, Lord, it doesn't seem... Sorry, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? I love this. She goes to the Lord of all creation and says, Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary's discovered it and it won't be taken away from her. The most important thing is her sitting at my feet and listening to me. And that's true for us. Time alone with God, time just listening to his word. And look, if you if you have trouble reading, audio Bibles are great. Just listen. And then shut up for a while. And then talk back. Do 
Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. Father, help us to hear your voice. So often the voices, the voices that we hear confuse us, God. Is that you? Is that us? Lord, help us to know you better so that we can listen to you. So that we can hear your your heartbeat in our minds. Lord, we want to be with you. Lord, we want to know you personally. Lord, so many of us have found ourselves in the position of Samuel, dedicating our whole lives to you and yet not knowing you. And Lord, we're saying this morning, enough. Lord, we want to hear you. We want to do what it takes to learn to discern your voice. Because we don't want to just work for you. We want to be your children. We want to know that you love us. And that you are with us. And that you will never leave us even until the end of the age. Help us to discern your voice. Help us to practice discerning your voice. And help us know your heart. Amen. Why don't we stand and we're going to close by singing, Guide me, O my great Redeemer, a pilgrim through this barren land. I'm weak, but you're mighty. Hold me with your powerful hand.